me, my podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Domovex Show. This is part two of Bob Vereen by Mark Millar and John Romita Jr. Here at my side is the, of course, the gracious, my ever amazing close friend, Dylan Gray. How are you doing this afternoon? It's afternoon we're recording this. So yeah, how are you doing this afternoon? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. You know, um, uh, we we were actually, funny story, we actually did not plan on recording this today at all, but when I read it this morning, I was just like, we, I want to, I want to cover it. I want to cover it right now. Like, like I got to talk about this. This shit's so awesome. Let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it right now. Let's get into it good. And let's talk about all these people that Wolverine murdered. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do it because yeah, I, I, and, and, and yeah, long story short, guys, it was literally, I wake up, I see a text message from Dill and it's like, can we record today? I'm like. Okay, because because you normally do not. It's a Monday, and we do, normally don't record on Mondays because you know, we we always got stuff going on. But then it's like, oh, okay, we want to record today. I've got nothing. He's got nothing going on. So you know, figured why not? Uh, it it, it doesn't hurt. We talk about Wolverine. Uh, you know, again, like enough said. Let's let's just get right into the meet and greet of the whatever the heck you want to call. It. We're gonna be covering Wolverine issues number twenty seven through thirty one again by the great Mark Millar. And the great John Romita Jr. as well on pencils. Yeah, let's just get into it. North Star. All right, this is this is interesting because I know that these two have had a long because they're both Canadians. They're they're both from the country above our nation, right? They they've both been a member mm-hmm. of Alpha Flight. I was like, right. how is he going to be in this? Which I, by the way, totally forgot about that until they mentioned it in the story. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That's where North Star originally originated from. I, I want to like go like sometime. I don't know when because it, I, it literally depends on, I guess, my mood because I, I don't know. I just have to be in like specific situations for, for me to be like read into that stuff anyways. But like I remember watching an, an X-Men animated series episode where Wolverine like runs into – alpha flight and they're like yo wolverine you're back on the team right and i was like wait he was a member of another team not named the x-men and i don't know if i should have been like surprised or not because wolverine has been alive for a heck of a long time like hundreds of years old or whatever so it's like oh right he used to be a part of this canadian team before he was a part of the x-men and i was like oh okay i guess that makes sense yeah I mean, he was Canadian, you know. His first appearance actually was not in any kind of mutant comic book at all. His first appearance was actually in uh, Hulk. He was a Hulk villain. It's interesting. Yeah, it's true. And it's like, because this is a guy who, you know, because I, I think you, you can uh, trace back all of these, you know, like the giant, because like it's the giant size era of x-men right like all the the, the new guys with with storm and i crawler right coming in and it's like you know we we attribute i think a lot of that to the late great dave cockrum um and it's interesting because it's like oh like you you find out he wasn't a part of giant or that his first appearance wasn't giant size x-men number one right by way it was wow like it was it was in hulk it was something different and once you find out it's like oh that's that's interesting right <laughs> so you, you look you think about it and it's like oh that that makes Perfect sense. Totally, totally. And I have to say that first costume with the whiskers and like, they didn't even know what to really do with him. You know what I mean? I believe too that his claws weren't actually in him. I think they were just part of his suit. They don't really explain it. Um, 
I think it was Frank Miller that actually made it canon that he had the claws are part of him and all that kind of stuff. I low-key want to go back and read that Claremont Frank Miller miniseries, like that Wolverine miniseries, because I've, I've like that that first cover to Wolverine number one is I think one of the greatest covers in Marvel history. I, I think you know the one where he's got like one claw like out and like he's pointing at you and he's grinning. It it has some of I think the He has all three of them actually. He has all three all of them three. actually in that one. So yeah, like I, I, I don't know. I wanna go back. It has and like the art by Frank Miller in that is just like it's I think it's best is his best functionally. Uh, at least, you know, and, and aesthetically too with the way it looks. So yeah, like Wolverine I again like I, I, I look back and, and North Star guys like he's he's in issue twenty seven, he's here and it's like, oh okay, you know, like it, like the reun the reunification, I guess, of these old teammates makes sense in this sort of, I guess, larger context. If if that's if that's the way you want to word it, I'm like, all right, that that makes sense that North Star is here. Yeah, no, and besides, like, they, you can't just kill any X-Men, you know what I'm saying? You gotta kind of do, like, kind of the, the lower tier kinds. The guys that, as Wolverine says in the book, actually, like, you're, B, you're B-rated at best, you know? <laughs> I like that because it's like, when you think of X-Men, you normally think of, your again, your hard hitters, your, your Wolverines, your Cyclopses, your Kitty Prides. You, you normally your think... Your Frost, your Beast, you know? Yeah, like, these are bigger name S-A-list guys, and it's like, I don't know, and, and this, this could all change, hopefully, as Leia Williams continues her X-Factor run with, with North Star in it, but you don't normally think of North Star when you think of X-Men. You're like, he's, he, I don't know, he's even C-list at best, I'll, I'll, I'll say it outright, he's a C-list character at best. You know, it's not like a guy you he think is. of. He is, like, I mean, he's... I, I totally agree with you. I, I, he, I mean, his power is he can fly really fast. He doesn't have super strength, no real invulnerabilities, I believe. Um, he also can flash light, which is a power, apparently, that he had that was taken, retconned, and then brought back. And, and oh, the meta commentary from Miller, all right, talking about, because the, the, he lost the flash power, year, like, literally, it's just a, it's like a, a flashbang. He just flashes light out of his hands. Um, so it's kind of like, it was a dumb power, so was, they kind of retconned it. But because uh, he got captured by Hydra, they gave him the power. And they're like, oh, one of the bad guys was like, oh, you got your powers back? That's cool. I know, right? Hydra gave it to me. It's kind of like, wow, all right. It's it's funny because you you just normally enjoy stuff. that Like when people take shots and like it's hilarious, you just have to sort of like, you know, give in, laugh at it. Like we all like, I think, joking around with each other as long as you know in the appropriate context and it gave me a good laugh it was like yeah powers are lame you're a c-list dude of course i'm, I'm gonna have a laugh at it you know i and i really do want to someday i will want to read some more north star content but i just really like the shade wolverine through i thought it was it was it was pretty peak comedy i i enjoyed it yeah it was definitely good definitely good and uh, that really, like, let's just set up and just talk about what's going. So when we last left our, our Bubverine and S.H.I.E.L.D. operatives, all of these bad guys were heading towards the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier, getting ready to take it down. Um, right off the bat, 
in this issue, everyone's scrambling because they're being there. There's literally like missiles of bad guys just blowing into the the Hello Carrier, trying to take it over and everything. And everyone's like, "All right, let's let's Fury, let's get you out of here." And he's like, "Get me out of here, bro! I'm the only one that can save you guys. I'm Nick motherfucking Fury." All right, and he just starts whooping everyone's ass, which I thought was such a great scene because everyone always acts like, "Oh, he's so old. He's he doesn't know what he's doing." No, he's, he's Nick a Fury. badass. Through he's Nick and Fury. Through. He's Nick Fury. All right, like exactly. I uh, and this is this is I guess a side note. Okay, I because of the MCU and I, I hate the fact that like movie synergy has done this to me. Every single time like Nick Fury talks in any comic book, I always hear Samuel L. Jackson's voice in my head because I just think he owned. Yes. All right. It's it's not. It's just minor, but it's like yeah. He said it's. It's, he's he's Samuel L. Jackson. He's talking in my head, and he's got that you know I don't play no games type of personality, and that's what nope. Nick Fury is. All right, and and it's like he's the only dude here who can literally save the Helicarrier and and whatever the heck else is happening. So like, no, he's not weak. He's Nick Fury. All right, there's there's nothing else that needs to be said on that front. I mean, it was, he was definitely, I mean, at the very, at the end of the day, though, he is just, I mean, he's a super spy, but he's just that. He's just a regular human. You know, there's no powers to him at all. So when, when North Star and Electra come in, he was kind of lightweight tripping and he obviously got really beat up. I mean, he gets taken out for the rest of the, the story. He, he's just up in a, in a, a hospital bed the rest of the time because he gets impaled by, Freaking a bar, like a rebar wire or rebar pole or whatever they're called goes into him and he gets, and he's just getting beat. He literally at one point, I think was getting just straight up punched in the face by Northstar, which with the supersonic punching can probably hurt somebody. Yeah, but that, that could to hurt me, the thing that stood out, the thing that stood out to me though, the part that made me remember how awesome this book was, okay, was the part when they, there are, Wolverine's not fully healed yet from being brainwashed, okay? And they're they're they, the bad guys know where he's at and they're trying to break down the door and and the the doctor's like, "Okay, well, let's wake up Wolverine." They're like, "But we're going to he, he could kill us. That's a death sentence." He's like, "Dude, we're already probably going to die. We we have a chance if he comes out and wakes up, you know?" And just un, okay, he's unhooked. Now turn off the lights. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh no. Wolverine in the dark. This is all bad." You know, this is all bad for all these guys. All these C-list and D-list bad guys that Hydra has turned, um, you know, into their army. And he does not disappoint. He's just skulking around, just psh, uppercut into this guy's chest. Uppercut and just slaughters them, just slowly but surely. Oh, so great. And then he doesn't stop there. He continues to slaughter and slaughter and slaughter. Uh, just the slaughtering, the slaughtering alone was was great. And they, you know... That's the big character development that comes from it is when he's, you know, when the whole action is over and he's on the ground in the, in the hospital with, with everybody, all the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents and everything. And he's starting to really realize, like, everything that had, he had done, everything that went wrong, everything, you know, he, he murdered his friends. He murdered, he, he, killed, he killed people that didn't deserve it. And, and he was completely and totally out of control. You know, he almost killed all of the X-Men, all of them, the kids, everyone. It wouldn't have been cool. Wouldn't have been cool, definitely, for for Wolverine just to go on like a killing spree and rampage like that. And I sort of hearken this to now how like Krakoa has rules set in place where you can't kill any human being or 
or any of that sort because they want to, you know, respect. And it's, it's partly why I was so into the uh, Percy Wolverine stuff. It's like, okay, so how does a man who's literally known for slaughtering and maiming and murdering people, how does how does he work around that? How does he do his job that, uh, you know, not involving the deaths of multiple people? You know, like, it's that one scene, like, where, like you said, where he's, you know, reminiscent and he's with all the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. He's in, you know, the hospital. He's he's getting healed and treated up. And it's like, yeah, like, he killed a whole bunch of these arguable no-name dudes and the helicarrier's destroyed. Like, we saw that helicarrier get smashed and pummeled and annihilated as it crashed into the ground. It's like, yeah, he's just got to take the next step forward and just learn and grow from whatever craziness spouted out from this entire S.H.I.E.L.D., Gorgon, etc. situation. That was another thing I thought that was really cool because, you know, Gorgon basically runs three of the most powerful superhuman uh, villain groups, uh, the, the, the light, the hand and Hydra. All right. And what does he do? He puts a lecture in charge of Hydra or in charge of the hand. And he puts North star in charge of the light. And the light is basically, if I'm not mistaken, it's just a mutant terrorist group. Correct. Yeah, you are indeed correct. It's not that big. It's not that complicated. It's exactly what you said. Yeah. And, and Wolverine even says like, okay, like North star, he's a dick. But he is a leader. He knows what he's doing. Like he, he he knows how to control a field and do all that kind of stuff. I mean, they train together on Alpha Flight. They train together at the X Institute. Like they've they've been doing. They he he respects him. Like he did call him a B lister at best, quote unquote. But he does respect him. And when he goes to to fight him, he was not expecting all the the stuff to happen <laughs> that did. I think no, no one, no one. I I don't think anyone here did in particular. You know what? Side note, I really loved and we you know we were talking earlier about how North Star is introduced or like the the two of them talking rather. We have Wolverine and Jean Biobea uh talking uh about life, about whatever. I really liked that scene where where uh North Star is just like we got yeah, you want I will, you want you think I I need your charity because of you know we we've been part of Alpha Fly we've been part of the X Men etc etc right let's let's let me put a song on all right it's about to get mad it's about to get nasty <laughs> someone snaps their fingers songs put on and Wolverine's just like break dance and literally the next couple pages is just like a bar fight and I love it I was like. <laughs> I'm having the time of my life reading this book. It was so well done. So good. So good. And then, you know, obviously he's he gets captured by by the light, by North Star, and they take him to their secret base in Alaska. But before all that goes down, there's a little a little side scene, I guess you would call that, a little cutscene where it's the, the doctor that helped him get better and everything, a, a high-ranking S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, person, I believe, too. And there, he's being grilled by by the brass, you know, like, well, this went wrong and this went wrong and da 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 da. And he's like, oh, if you guys are upset about that, wait till you see what I signed off for Wolverine. And I'm like, what could they possibly sign off for him? <laughs> what could you possibly, you know, what? It's the Wolverine. He he's he's get he gets strapped in on these like near death missions because it's just the thing he does. 
And hey, I thought that was a really but before really cool before scene, we talk but, about what oh. it, before we talk about before we talk about exactly what he got. I want to know what did you think it was going to be? Because I thought it was going to be a bomb. I thought he they like put a bomb in him or something, and he was going to blow up and then like and then like take everyone out. What did you think? Probably something like something of the same sort, like something implanted in. I guess like something implanted in his head, not like a bomb, say, but like I don't know, a tracker, whatever. They 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 strapped something onto him. Like you'd have to think it was something like risque or explosivo or something of that sort. But yeah, I didn't think it was a bomb, bomb, but there's something in his head, something like that. Right, and and that's what happened. And and then yep, and then here here it comes. They they circle around him. They're getting ready to like. I don't know what they were doing. They were talking shit to him. They were, they were just like I, they didn't really explain what their plans were when they captured him. They just kind of were just talking shit to Wolverine the whole time because they're kind of gloating. You know, they captured the Wolverine, the most dangerous mutant in the entire world. And what are they gonna do? And then all of a sudden, someone's like, "Hey, he's got a he's got a chip in his neck." And they're like, "What? What is it? What kind of chip? Is it a tracker?" Like, no, it's it seems to be some sort of. I don't know, like mutant gene hiding thing. And I, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh my God, why, Dominic, why would Wolverine need a, a chip to hide his mutant gene? He just, he said it simple. He doesn't want to get crushed, bro. That's a, it's as simple as that. It's not, a, it's not like some <laughs> rocket science formula where you got like Cyclops planning A, B, C, F, Z. It's like, no. Wolverine just doesn't want to get crushed by these fools. It's as simple as that. And lo and behold, like it crushed works. Crushed by what fools? Crushed by what fools, Dominic? Those good old darn sentinels. Okay, these big the sentinels. These big purple like I, you know that have been at the hands of Bolivar Trask and whichever bigoted human decides that it's no longer time for the mutants to rise up and be them, be this or whatever. And yeah, when I saw that splash page, I was like, "Yo, <laughs> Mark, you are on yes. something." But I like it. I want whatever you're on. And I, I was, I was right. I'll have what he's having. <laughs> and it's it's just like that in thrill. And, and again, like I said in, in last week's episode, he just knows how to do blockbuster action to, like, its peak. And just keeping you reading as you go because it's like what twists and turns could pop. And we already saw, you know, with the Fantastic Four coming in, the Avengers, and, and, his, and, and like, the last thing, I, last thing I expected was the Sentinels, these mutant... Yep destroyers to show up and i'm like I'm, I'm just over here sitting myself i'm stunned i literally had to drop the book like on my bed because i was like i was stunned. i was shocked i was amazed i was like i did not a, and they're just sitting there stomping they're just literally like just there's a picture of them just sitting there stomping all over the freaking base you know what i'm saying grabbing oh and the way he writes it too because he they grab handfuls of villains and just laser them in their hands. Like it was just, it was such an awesome scene. So great. And, and like basically everyone's dead. Cause that's what he said. You know, his, his plan was to murder everyone. That's what he wanted to do. He's like, I'm going to kill everybody. Everyone that is involved with this, the light, the hand Hydra, everyone's done. I want all of them. 
give me names. And he just went off on his own. No, nothing, no, no backup, no intel, no nothing. And he, and he did it. And man, when he, he just come, oh, just with this, just every, everything about it is just so freaking awesome. And he's just, and he, I'm like, I'm just blown away. Like there's no, just there's no other way to say it. It's just blown away. And it been, it's God, it's got to been like close to six years, seven years since I've read that book. So it was, everything that I read was almost all was a surprise to me, you know, except for the major plot points. So the, the Sentinel scene was really awesome. And boom, in one issue, he takes out the entire group of the light and didn't even see it coming. I, I Again, it's just like you just don't know what's going to happen in this book. Like Millar keeps you guessing. Like in this blockbuster summer, summer-esque type of comic book, you just you're just like on your toes you just don't know what else to expect and and literally this is the peak of what's coming next like how 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 much will the plot turn or who else will show up and this literally again i literally had to drop my book because i just did not expect the sentinels out of everyone to show up like why would they show it's like oh Okay, <laughs> so much fun just reading that, that, that scene of these mutant bone crushers and Wolverine able to be hiding. Just good stuff, okay? I, I don't even want to... That was just an awesome action scene. Awesome scene overall. And Wolverine just being, like, low-key 10 steps ahead of everyone else. Like, just flat-out amazing. Definitely, definitely. Um... And that wasn't the, that was not the end of the Sentinels. You think it would be the end, but it wasn't. No, he hops on the shoulder of one of them, and they fly off to go fight the Hand. <laughs> it, that was we, the wildest. We part. now have Wolverine riding a Sentinel. Like what? What is happening right now? JRJR is really the king of a lot of these these splash pages. Like I, if I have. If there's anything that I've grown in admiration or respect for, it's going through this book and looking in like, yo, I love the art in this book. It's so dynamic. The And the, the splash pages, you just feel, again, like I've said the word a billion times, they just feel epic. Like on a grand scale, you look at like these ending pages or these double spreads or whatever it may be. And it's it's literally just... You are amazed by the artistic talent and the storytelling of John Romita Jr. and how he's able to make a lot of these scenes slow. And that, so not only is the script great, but the guy drawing the script is just putting this, like elevating this book to exactly what it is an awesome and, and filled Wolverine adventure. Definitely, definitely. And I, I love I love how he just talks about because he's just like no holds bar no no none of this I'm getting all the thoughts that Xavier has put in my head over all these years I'm just going back to just being what I'm what I am you know a stone cold murder machine you know he's the Wolverine and there's nothing else much to it you know what else there's nothing else there's a lot too instead of nothing else we're gonna be talking about the Grand Gathering for a quick minute we'll be right back after these messages. To my podcast listeners, The Grand Geekery is the best show for all news on pop culture. 
as well as a diversified variety of segments, conventions, and everything nerdy. Hosted by our very own Tyler McPhail and with Lamar Harris, the show runs twice a month and is available on all platforms. Please go ahead and check it out at the Grand Geek Gathering or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, everybody, we are continuing the adventures of James Howlett slash Logan slash Wolverine slash whatever you want to call him because he's got a lot of names. He's got a lot of formulas. He's got a lot of blood on these claws. And we and we want to continue talking about that because he's just fun to talk about. Even as a person who prefers one over the other, I still enjoy Wolverine content whenever I get it. And this is awesome Wolverine content. And we're back in Japan. Like... Like I, I turned the page, okay, from from the awesome Sentinel spot. I and like that that scene is hilarious. Like him on the shoulder of a Sentinel. <laughs> I was like, never in my life would I, I ever thought of Wolverine riding a Sentinel like like a roller coaster. But hey, he's he's on it. But yeah, we, I, I I'm not complaining. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm not complaining. Like it's <laughs> you just have fun with all that stuff. No, it's awesome. It's awesome. And I love the inner monologue. Like, he's explaining, like, how you find the hand. You know, it only there, there's only, like, a few hours where it's visible to the outside world where you can find these guys. These these ancient, evil, demon worshippers, you know, that have been around for billions of years, apparently, which I never knew. And I don't know if that's still canon, but regardless, it was just a dope line. And he's just like, and I had to kill so many people to get there, and... Well, you know, what am I supposed to do? Oh, I know. I'll just ride in there with my Sentinel <laughs> and just murder thousands of ninjas. Just, it's, that was great. Because, like, he's talking about the feudal traditions of Japan and how it's old, you know, centuries old traditions, blah, 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 blah. And then the next page you turn and he's talking about just outright murdering <laughs> a whole bunch of hand members. <laughs> and the next thing you know, it's an awesome fight scene. Again, like... You just don't know what to expect from this book, and Millar just like twists and turns through all the way. It's just awesome to read. You're just like over here sitting. It's like when you go on a roller coaster at say like Six Flags or something, or like wherever else, like some huge roller coaster, and you're like, okay, I don't know, you know, what to expect. Is it a drop? Is it a raise? Is it just you going fast? Like it's an unexpected ride, but you're always there because Millar just hooks you on with. Wolverine being Wolverine and doing what he does best, which is getting those claws out and ripping apart people like he always does. Okay? It's as simple as that. Definitely, definitely. And, uh, you know, I don't think he was ready for, like, even he gets into the city and he walks in and, like, even the ninjas are like, that's it. This guy, he's garbage. He's garbage. That's how I imagine. I imagine all of... The hand ninjas with a Boston accent. You freaking garbage. <laughs> that's how, that's, and uh, moving forward, that's how I'm always going to uh, hear them in my head. But they weren't ready. They they thought, they were like, this is it. This is the only guy you work, and he's going to come in here and, like, he thinks he can stop all us. And he talks to the ancient ones, and they're like, we, we've taught them our ways and everything. And but we're not the leaders. Here is the leader, Electra. And I remember reading that originally. And thinking, this is all bad. This is all bad for him. Like, he's going to fight. Not only does he have to fight these 
zombie ninja types, but he also has to fight a lecher, which is someone that is like a bill a million freaking zombie ninja types, you know? Right, exactly. I and and again, like just just the twists and turns of of literally what I was just not expecting from this book. Like, I literally thought the Sentinel was just gonna be like a train ride. Like he's just gonna use the Sentinel as a train, and then once he's there, he's gonna take on him by themselves. But then he's using the Sentinel to obliterate literally everyone in his path. And then after that, we get the meeting with Electra and the the blah blah blah, and it's like oh. This is interesting. And hey, like, you know, Electra now is a leader of the hand because she is Electra. Like you can't it's it's just fun, dude. Alright? Like that that scene where she is just encountering and when with Wolverine and how it's all set up. Just just a just a blasted load of fun. Alright? Like I'm just enjoying it on on a superficial level. Alright? It's not not even that deep. I'm just like I'm just in heaven. Just give me more of this. It's awesome. Yes. Well, anytime Wolverine and Electra get together and murder a bunch of people, it's always just, it's just a good time. You know, and he even says it, like, as they're they're finished with everything, he's like, you know, I think I'm in love <laughs> with Electra. Well, who wouldn't but be, right? She can, she, she can only love one, and that's Daredevil, who can't even see her. You know? Imagine yeah. that. I don't chip Daredevil and Electra, but that is a different story for a completely... Hold on, no. Let's have that story. No, I want to hear that. Why don't you ship them? Okay, so this is... I've you, already... you, see, you like, the, you, you like the the good guys with the good guys and the bad guys with the bad guys. That's why. That's that's why. You don't like having, like, opposites attract kind of situation, huh? Because, okay. Because here's the thing, and this goes for literally every single ship that i have both for marvel and and for dc for for literally everything like you we can even go outside that realm i think that superheroes should not be morally should not have partners that have moral conf- conflictions between the others it's it it messes up i think what the superhero's job is which is saving people doing the right thing etc etc and when you have say someone who is yeah like like Electra? She's a cold blood. She's a killer. Sometimes even a psychopath, uh, who you know murderer and all that. It's like that goes against a lot of what Matt Murdock's job is. Like he's a he's a faithful Catholic for for the most part. Uh, you know he's a lawyer. He wants justice. He seeks to do the right thing. And when you have a lot of these villain types, who and I, again I can apply this to literally everything. Uh, who change or find a way to like use their moral uh, immorality, I should say, you know, to conflict with the superhero's morality. It just it just stings me, and it's why I just don't I just don't care for a lot of them. You know, like I prefer like I like Wolverine and Electra more as as a possible ship than Daredevil and Electra because Wolverine is much more morally conflicted. Than Matt, Mord- Matt, Matt Murdock is as a character. It was just my two cents on it, but that's just normally how I stand on a lot of these superhero, supervillain relationships. All right, you know, it's it's not. See, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the other side. I I like it when a supervillain and a superhero kind of get together because then it's it's kind of like a a com- they complete each other kind of situation, which is why I like Cyclops and Emma together. <laughs> and I know you're gonna hate me for that. 
As he, as I he, already do hate you for gags, that. What do you mean? As he gags in my face about it. Oh, my God. You roll but your eyes. I can at the gag. End of the day, okay. At, at the end of the day, uh, Electra and, and, and Wolverine will never be together anymore. No, they won't. She only has heart for one person. And, it's true. And, you know, it's not going to work out. It never does. So, moving forward... They got Elektra back. We find out she's in deep, deep cover. They've been in deep cover this whole time to figure out where... Because that's Wolverine's thing. He's like, I have no idea where to find these Hydra bases. So, I mean, he had to kill hundreds of people just to find the hand, you know. And he walked in there with not knowing anything else, you know. And then, boom, Elektra's like, yo, I've been in deep cover for two months. And guess what? I know where everything's at, bruh. Let's go. Can we just this. appreciate how Wolverine kills people so effortlessly and it's just like it's just his day job? Okay, that that to me is like a skill. If like you can be this hand to hand combatant and just be able to maim people like stuff on a regular, it's like you have to have a certain skill to do that. It's not even like because these guys, I assume, are trained people who could probably slice out a whole population if they could. And the fact that Wolverine is getting at the hands of most of these and just doing whatever he does that to me is i don't know i'm just stunned at the abilities of what logan logan san can can do it's just as a fighter all right I, I am i am i allowed to be amazed at the wolverine <laughs> i am right yeah, no, for once, it's really nice to see a Filthy being such a fanboy for, for Wolverine, but it's 100% because of Millar. That, that, that's it, let's be real here. If it wasn't Millar writing this, I don't think you would be as into it. Hey, 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 I, I like these characters. I like Hickman Wolverine, I liked him in House of X and Powers of Ten, I enjoy him in Percy Wolverine and X-Force, so don't, don't say that I don't, I enjoyed him in the animated series, I, I enjoyed him in Logan, see I can, I can jot down a lot, a list of stuff where I'm like, yo, it's time for me to enjoy the bloody sad of the, uh, X fandom. I don't even know. I talked in that accent, but regardless, no. This is this yeah, is really... really that was what accent was that? who who was saying that? I have no <laughs> idea. That was just an accent. I guess I made. I that's not even an accent. That was just me lollygagging. That wasn't that wasn't even an accent. That was literally just me being dumb dombo. I I, I that was a terrible pun. Regardless, I don't even know what I was doing there. All right, all right but. Regardless, I, I enjoyed it. I don't even know. What am I saying anymore, guys? You gotta rein me in. <laughs> so, so, back to the story. We have, we have the light. The light's done. Dead. Gone. Goodbye. Freaking the hand. Done. Dead. Gone. Goodbye. What's left? Hydra. Okay? And you can't just take on Hydra. You cut off a, you cut off a head, two more will grow in its place. Alright? It's why so Batman doesn't do? kill... That's why Batman doesn't kill everybody. That's right. That's right. We're gonna because that has everything to do with it. But, um, <laughs> but but yeah. So so they got all the info. They they uh, Electra sends up the information and they decide to do a coordinated attack on all the Hydra bases. But instead, because. You know, they're like, are we going to, Wolverine's talking to his shield and like, so are we going to get, um, we going to get some other heroes or is it just me and Electra? They're like, oh, no, 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 we're murdering everybody. So the heroes don't want anything to do with this. They're like, oh, well, what are we going to do for backup? Uh, we got something. Boom. Basically they call in, 
the Marvel version of Suicide Squad. And just like every bad guy that they can get a little bit of prison time off of came there to murder people. I mean, they even had the Rhino out in, in Germany just crushing it over there. You know, and I thought that was a really cool twist I didn't see coming. And once again, Millar with the member berries, like, oh, I remember that. I remember that guy. Oh, I remember that guy. It's just, it's really awesome. You know, and all the cameos in this book just across the board are just so good because we see just about everybody. In fact, the only one we don't really see, I can't remember seeing Storm. Do you remember seeing Storm? Storm is not in this book. With Black, she might have been with Black Panther at that point. So that's probably why she wasn't there. I'm, I'm not. Quite she's sure in Wakanda. Where, yeah, she's in Wakanda, but I'm not sure. They did mention Wakanda, though. Um, but anyways, they're 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 going they're going to town. Here here I, comes Gorgon and just Gorgon's such a badass. Like every every second, you just find out of another badass power that he's got. Right. Oh man, it's crazy. And like that, gosh, that scene again. Like you talk about the scene of. All these villains showing up, and I really love how Wolverine is just like, hey, amazing if, uh, how many people are going to sign up to A, B, or C if you can get a couple years of jail off. And it's it's literally insane. It's it's literally a crazy uh, to what every, like literally everyone will do just to go for... A few years of of prison time off because you know you are a bad you hurt yeah it's it's all that it's it's amazing yeah the more the more you think about Gorgon and we'll talk more about this later and why I wanted to cover this immediately or the true reason to why anyways he's just awesome okay like it's not even you can't fight him you can't beat him you try to shoot him he'll just he'll just reflect those gunshots off his swords you try to maim him. And he'll he'll fight you back because he knows your every move. You can't stop him. You can't stop Gorgon, no matter what happens. Okay, it's it's just like you. The more you read him in this book, the more you're just amazed at the because because you know you think of like a lot of these bad guys, you know, who can do sort of so many things because of their powers, because of their skill sets, whatever it may be. I don't feel like I'm overwhelmed with Gorgon. I'm like, yo, this guy's cool. I want more of him. You know, you're not like, ugh, look at this dude. He's like, oh, he's too OP. You don't think that at all when you read this book. You're like, I really want to read more of him. How? Let's dive deeper into how exactly he is able to do all these things. Yeah, because, and how do you beat him? How do you beat someone that's just unstoppable? He knows what you're, you're going to do. He, if he looks at you with his bare eyes, he could turn you to stone. He's unbelievably strong, unbelievably fast. He can heal. I mean, there's one point where he's got two swords in him, he's got two sides in him, and he's got Wolverine's claws in him, and still he's just walking, he just shakes it off. Just freaking shakes it off. Like, ugh. ugh. Like, like he stubbed his toe or something. And he just goes to town, you know? And I'm thinking the whole time, like, how, how, do, you beat, how do you beat him? You know, I remember reading the back in the day, like when I when I first read this. How do you beat someone like this? It's un, he's unstoppable. He's unstoppable. It's easy. You 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 know who you call when you when you need something as difficult as this is. You call the Wolverine. You call Logan, and you're like, okay, bub, we need you to uh, defeat this guy. And 
<laughs> no, it's it, you know what I you know what I appreciate about Logan in this book. He respects Gorgon. He even says the dude's a Superman. It doesn't matter what you hit at him or what you try to hit him with because it's clear that it just doesn't work. It's like knives, whatever. He just he just can't get you just can't pin him down. And he respects the skills and the servitude of just what Gorgon has in like as a fighter, as a just as a marksman, a martial artist, as a character. Alright? I, I like that mutual respect that Logan has for his enemy, his arch enemy right here. Definitely, definitely. And the the the, the way that Miller writes their their final fight scene just like, you know, Gorgon it doesn't show him actually doing the dialogue. It has Wolverine explaining what the what he's talking about, which I thought was a really good kind of writing um thing to do instead of like having a bunch of talking like just sum it up with Wolverine you know like oh he says this and then he starts talking about this and then he starts digging deep into my mind and telling me all the terrible things I did for him and even stuff way back in the day that I had forgotten that I had done and it's just so not only is he getting like beat up terribly by by Gorgon but he's also psychologically being damaged like he's just unpacking all of Wolverine's baggage as he whoops his ass yeah it's yeah, man, the, the the abilities and the and the stuff and with all of the commentary that 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 Millar just gives to Logan as he is fighting with you know the last words, it's like again, it's just I I love the way that it's crafted. It's just beautifully done, and yeah, that the final fight scene and because you know all super, you know most superhero stories just have to end in a fight scene. It's just it's just how it is, but. The way that it's conducted, the the way that everything is with between these two guys and In a world where all the largest pop figures in life are superheroes with capes, how about all the creators and characters who don't feel the spotlight as large as the others? What if I told you that there was an awesome podcast dedicated to the best creator-owned comics out there. Guys, Indie Comics is a show specified for all your indie comics needs. Self-publishers, branched-off creators, and small company powerhouses all come into play with them. Please go check out their show on the Grand Geek Gathering and all podcast platforms. That is, again, Indie Comics. Wolverine saying this is how I show you why I'm the best there is why Wolverine is the best there is it's why you have all these Wolverine solicits saying he's the best there it's just as simple as that and, and I really like how Millar just gets down to the point without sugarcoating it he's Wolverine he's Logan all right that's enough said you know we've said it before but it literally is enough said I remember because you know I'm rereading it and I remembered how it ended but I remember going back when I originally read it and I'm thinking literally every page how 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 was he possibly going to beat him how is he possibly going to beat him and then after all the all the psychological torture all the the beating the hell out of him in every way shape and form he holds him up by the throat and he just he's like now I'm going to turn you to stone because hey that's my my main power here and as he takes off his glasses Wolverine just closes his eyes and holds up his claws 
and the reflection it reflects back the gorgon's sight and it turns the gorgon stone now whenever whenever i am pitching this book enemy of the state to people i always say the ending is so good okay and it's so simple but you can't even possibly think it but when it happens you're like oh my god that's brilliant and simple at the same time how you know because he writes him so he writes him unstoppable he writes him unstoppable which is why i think hickman kind of wanted him to to kind of die uh in x of swords because it was it was he's he's just too powerful and it, you got to kind of nerf things to keep things interesting you know but that's what, I think this is yeah this is an interesting point because man that that final shot and this is again this is just a credit to how great of a storyteller John Romita Jr is and how great of an artist he is just in general when you have that Wolverine claw reflection you see like you see Wolverine he's gritting his teeth and he's like and he just pulls his three claws out from from his hand and with the stone reflection, it is powerful. It is shake. It is shaken to the heart. You are shaken as a reader, and you're just like, "Whoa!" You get shocked. You're like, "That's how the Wolverine was able to best him at that point." Because again, like if you are the best at something you do, which is I think what firmly what a lot of bloodies and Wolverine fans out there believe. He, you gotta understand that, like, yeah, and, like, he knows what he's doing. Like, Wolverine knew exactly what, at, at that point, like, okay, how do I stop him? That's how you stop him. And again, just the panel and, and that page of Wolverine and, and him turning this, and Gorgon turning to stone, it's like, that's the Wolverine you sort of, I sort of want to see. It's him just being him and, and besting because that's what he does. It's good stuff, all right? It's, again, like, I, I'm just, yeah. I'm amazed. Blown away. Blown, it's, 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 it's just, Miller is such a good writer. That's why he's, he's one of my favorite writers. He's, he's, he's way up there. He's way up there. And I, I kind of, I, I'm happy for him that he's got the Netflix deal and doing all that kind of stuff. But I really wish he was writing more superhero stuff. Because he, he just gets it, man. He knows how to write it. And for it to still be good and classic superhero stuff while also adding, you know, his twists and turns. Because, you know, fuck M. Night Shyamalan. Mark Miller is the man that does the twist. There no, no one does a twist better than Mark Miller. Hands down. I agree with you there wholeheartedly. This this book has literally been a whole bunch of twists and turns that I, I, I was not expecting. But I didn't know I, I wanted it either. Like, I didn't know that I needed this. Like, I needed this book in my life. Like... You go through it and you just turn every page and it's like the unexpected happens. And it's just, a, again, the sort of dedication and the craft that Millar has in terms of writing. Uh, I, I agree. This was, this was great. I'm glad that you finally read it. And I'm really happy we got to cover it. I, I am too. Can I, okay, I have a couple of more thoughts just before, I guess, we, we wrap this up and close this up. Because... In the collected edition, guys, I don't know. Well, there's a bunch of collected editions, I'm assuming, out there. But the one I have does have a Wolverine sort of one-shot at the end. We want to save that for later. Uh, I read it. But we want to save issue 32 for another day. But there's a couple of things that I want to uh, just nab at here uh, before before we close out this this two-parter of this epic, epic story. One thing is... 
We did not cover the scene of the Emma Frost therapeutic or psychic therapeutic session. Okay, I, let me just say, I am not, again, I'm not a fan of characters who just like are snidey. Alright, I don't, I don't know why she's conducting these, these sessions. It should be Kitty, who should, she, I know she's not a psychic, but I 100% think she'd be a better therapist than Emma Frost is at her job. I, I will be resolute in this. I, I, I just don't like it, man. Alright, I'm just not a fan. Why is she conducting this, these sections? I, I don't know. Okay, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess. I mean, who better to do it? Look, you have to realize that they're the psychics now that are at with the X-Men, she's the one that's got the most experience. She's got the most wisdom to share. You know, Rachel isn't that old. Um, the cuckoos aren't that old. You know, what, what What are they supposed to do? Just don't have a therapist session with her. Or bring some other therapist in. See, she's, she's like in this in these two panels alone... It doesn't even feel like she wants to help out Beast or Iceman or or Kitty or Rachel. She's just over Why? here and she's got... No. Dude, she's just like over here. Not, and you can look at the, her expression on her face. She's just, she doesn't even look like she wants to. She, she's just had... She's like... I don't know. It's not open. It She doesn't seem comforting or open or any of that sort. Okay? I'm not a fan I did, I did like that cameo in, okay? I will say I like the cameo in, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, it's just not for me. It's just not for me, all right? I, I don't know what it is. Regardless, it, it ain't for me. Bring in a different psychic. Bring in me. I'll, I'll, I'll grow some telepathic powers. And I can be the, the psychic who can have therapy or conduct these sessions. <laughs> okay. Yeah, totally. Let's do that. Let's write that in. That's what everyone wants to read. Get out of here. <laughs> you just wanted to bring this part up just to do some Emma Hay, and you actually told me about that before the podcast, so I can't be too mad, but at the end of the day, I thought it was a great scene. I thought it was awesome, and it was good for them. to. They needed a place to talk. You know, With group therapy sessions, I, I think it's less about who's who's in charge, and it's more about people just getting their feelings out and talking. You know what I mean? And that's what she was there for. Yeah, it could have just been Iceman, Beast, Kitty, and Rachel, and, and Emma could have been off somewhere helping, I don't know, Wolverine, helping down, help down, help the hand, or, or whatever. You need to be there. She's the second headmaster of the school, alright? See, I know what my children need, and it's what, well, I, I okay, let me... <laughs> I'm cringing at what I'm saying. You guys right can't now. see me. You guys can't see me. I'm rolling my eyes right now, wholeheartedly at this man with this nonsense. All right. You know what? It's again. The cameos in this are great. It was just a minor gag and a reflex that that sounded so wrong. It was just a minor reflex. A gag reflex. You had a gag reflex. Okay, got it. You hear that, guys? He he. The the scene made him want to vomit. Okay. <laughs> you you heard me right, guys. So yeah, there there is one part. Another one. I can't remember who was talking, but well, oh, so Wolverine was talking, and he was talking about how Charlie Xavier put the stuff in the head, and he talked about how like there were the original five. I really like how he cut out Warren or Angel. He was like, 
there's Psyche and and the Beast, and then there's Iceman and Genie. He didn't even mention Angel. I actually appreciate that because me as I don't know. I I am not. I'm also not a fan of Angel. I like him. I like Warren as Archangel, as Dark Angel, or like Apocalypse. I, I just think he's really boring when he's Angel. So for me to see and Wolverine just like completely leaving the Angel part out, I like that. I was like, you know what, Wolverine? That's a take I can respect. And it's it's minor, but I, I thought I'd roll it in anyways. Well, you know, it's funny because I he was the 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 main hero in the Empire one that you made me read that you really liked. And I, I thought he's great. I think Angel is just... The only Angel version I don't like is the one from X3. I thought he was garbage. I was just like... Ugh. Well, X3 in yeah. general is just like garbage. Angel... Yeah. I mean, let's just forget about... Let's just, as a people, should forget that movie. It's crazy. Yeah, I... Because I, I'm looking back at it and it's like... I don't know. Because in Empire X-Men... I, because when I thought of Angel in there, and when I, when, when I like, and Wolverine just not talking about him here, I, I think of Angel as like, I don't know, I just think he's more interesting when he is more morally conflicted, and he was morally conflicted in Empire X-Men, and he's going to be continuing to be morally conflicted as he continues to switch between his two personas in the near future. It, it's, it's a minor thing, but I like, I really like that Wolverine cut him out when he was talking about the original X-Men. Alright, he talked about Professor X and Gene, Scott, and Hank, and Bobby, but Warren's not in there, and I like that. I, I respect that take, Wolverine. I like it. <laughs> Alright. Well, I think the bottom line is that this is the greatest Wolverine story ever written, and I'll fight anyone on that. I agree, too. The reason I wanted, why I wanted to cover this so early was because I was just... The way that Gorgon was killed off in Ten of Swords and how it was essentially his last stand as as a character. And we, we got to see him in X-Men number four where he was fighting Orcus and just getting... I was like, this is amazing. Like, this character, I was like, I'm, I'm pitched. Like, I'm hooked. Like, it didn't even need to take... Hick it didn't take Hickman, like, that much to convince me that Gorgon was a great character. And from again, like you convince, like trying to get me to read this book uh, in a X Y amount of time, I was like, you know what, Gorgon just died in Ten of Swords. Why don't we just have a moment where we can appreciate uh, the levity and be like, yo, let's just read this Gorgon story. Like, let's just have fun. If you say this is the greatest Wolverine story, I'm going to hold it to your word. And so far, it's it's so hard. Like, yeah, it's amazing. I love this Wolverine story. I haven't... I need to increase my reading. But so far, this is by far the best Wolverine story I have read. Hands down. Amazing stuff, guys. I'd give it a 10 out of 5. Okay, that's how great it is. A 10 out of 5. Okay, we, we broke the scale. That's how great this book is. Thank you. For, for introducing me to it. And again, just shout out to the writing team and all the characters who show up in this book because it was pitch perfect. I, I was just amazed at every single turn that this book took me through. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad once again you telling me I'm right about something. That's, that's always refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> it always just has to end it that way. I, I love that anyways. But 
Regardless, I want to let all the listeners know that you can send us a question, an email, whatever it may be, at domovexpodcast uh, at gmail.com. That's at domovexpodcast at gmail.com. We want to thank all of you literally for listening in. You guys you know, make this show awesome, uh, You know, talking and, and hitting up and, and keeping us afloat because we love you guys and we love that you know, you're tuning in and, and making sure that all of us are, you know, doing well and it's amazing so we want to thank you guys seriously seriously i our fans are just so freaking amazing we don't have very many of them but we really appreciate all you guys' feedback and 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 rocking with us and just loving to hear everything we talk about seriously if it wasn't for you guys we wouldn't continue this straight up and that too and we also want to thank again our good old friends at the Grand Geek Gathering for hosting this podcast for keeping us flow for for just being being awesome guys go check their stuff out i i've said it 22 25 30 times before on this show go check them out thegrandgeekgathering.com it's where all this stuff's at it's where you can you know find your and i've already said it enough like just go just go to thegrandgeekgathering.com you guys won't regret it you guys will love Do it. what they are cooking up and yeah dylan again i always like i always thank you uh you know for for being here and again so it's all the same i again appreciate you introducing me uh to this book for recommending me for for continually trying to get me to read wolverine enemy of the state i finally read it and it's amazing i like so thank you for that thank you for being my co-host as always for sure bro for sure and with that, guys, uh, we do not know we'll be reading the next week, but I guarantee you it'll be amazing. We're going to have posts up on Instagram, Twitter, or wherever you guys follow us on on our social media page at Domovex Studio, where that, that we're there we will be announcing what our next reading book is. So you guys, in advance, can follow along and figure out where the heck we are. And instead of you know being ghosts, it's like, oh, what are you going to talk about next? Now, we want to know... Or we want you guys to know, rather, what we're going to be talking about next. So we are hyped for all of this. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to the Dom of X. Be on the island of Krakow with your Professor Dom Dylan the next time.